Happy Halloween, trick-or-treaters, dreamers, campers, suspects, and deadites. What you're about to hear is a clip from our latest installment of The Rental. It's a deep dive into 1986's Rutger Hauer Haller, The Hitcher. How do you hear the full thing? Become a member of our Patreon, The Rewind. You can find a link in the description of this episode, or you can visit www.patreon.com slash Pod. Hope to see you there, so we can give you one more scare. But before we move on from him, I want to ask a question, serious question. Good Hitcher, you know, could he take on Halloween? Oh, God, we, we were joking about this on the text thread. What was my response? I tried to make the most ask. complicated response possible. I mean, I I will say this. his What he's able to survive and how athletic his abilities are, he definitely rivals Michael Myers in those sequels. Like Halloween 4, Michael Myers going against Hitcher. I almost feel like Hitcher probably wins. I My, my response was he probably beats... Uh, no, no, no. Uh, probably new Halloween uh, wins... <laughs> But old Hitcher would kill new Hitcher, which is Sean Bean. And I guess that would count for Hitcher 2, who's Jake Busey in the sequel. And then he'd also kill old Halloween, which includes the original John Carpenter Halloween. But I guess if you're thinking about old Halloween, that technically would be the David Gordon Green Halloween. But I would still consider David Gordon Green, even though it's the old Halloween, I'd still consider that new Halloween because he shares more in lineage with Rob Zombie's new Halloween. Wait, you, you texted this? I don't think I got No, this? no, I'm just, it was expanding oh. upon expanding upon the text that I did when Taking I was getting notes. out of the shower. Because I, uh, I, I, I actually did uh, hear footsteps out of my, my door. And I was thinking about the scene in this movie when, you know, see Thomas Howell's in the fucking shower. And I was like, what oh, if Hitcher is outside? All right, Mike, we'll just pose one to you, then we can move on. If you got out of that shower, who would you rather have to deal with? Halloween or Hitcher? Hitcher. Hitcher. Because Hitcher's at least Hitcher? like... Cool and kind of sexy and stuff, you know. Because, well, because, because, ba- based on his track record, he's just gonna like get me into more trouble, and I'll just have to find my way out of it. Whereas, like Michael Myers is probably gonna crush my skull or well, something. I was gonna say because like Hitcher, if Hitcher has a death wish, and he's like kill me. I'd be like, all right, fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Michael Myers, I'd have to run and and flee from. But like, can I can I put my fucking pants on? I, I also think it's funny that we got almost <laughs> an hour and twenty minutes into this podcast before we mentioned the remakes uh, of this yeah, film. I've actually know. never seen them. I'm assuming they're no good, but. uh yeah, no, no, no. yeah. We, we, I mean, yeah. it's not like this is a movie that like begs to be franchised or remade. No, like, you know? yeah, it's, exactly. So I do, I do have some trivia on Howard though. It was kind of cool. God knows how much of this is real. I got it from IMDb, but Howard did a lot of the stunt driving. Great stunts. I believe that. In this I, t- I totally believe that. I could see that. Howell said that he was afraid of Howard on set and offset. While performing the last bit of the windshield stunt, Howard knocked out one of his front teeth. With his hand, with the shotgun he held in his hands, Howell's fear when Howard is holding a knife near his eye is genuine. I guess Howard improvised the line and the position of the knife. I believe that. I believe all this. This checks out for what I know about. Just really creepy. And then I guess originally Eric Red wanted Ryder to have a vo- an electronic voice box. I kind of wanted to see. Like, what do you think about that? I think that would kill the movie. I for think me. it would. Maybe not at the time, but. <laughs> Anytime I hear that now, I think about Ned from South Park. That's all I think about. So it would just make the movie. Yeah, that's uh, true. It would make it not scary to me, I feel like. Maybe we can get him in the <laughs> yeah, next look, town. He's like, yeah, he's doing that. You know, I think I mean, it could work. I think it could have worked. I mean, it's just going to be like, where's your voice box? And he's just like sitting there like, you know, actually like uh, like Halloween H2O um, when he's, you know, being pinned and he can't talk and stuff. Um, oh, exactly. Oh, yeah, because what? Uh, 
Remember Michael Myers paramedic. managed to crush the firemen's or yeah. the paramedics' larynx without killing. Anyway, yeah. Five minutes. Moving yeah. on, right? That's it. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So let's talk about. I mean, we talked about C. Thomas Howell's Jim Halsey uh, a lot uh, coming off the Outsiders at this time. Uh, once again, not the first choice for this role. He meant producers were looking at Matthew Modine, Tom Cruise, Emilio Estevez. What? Yeah, Mike Rothman. What do we, no. we think so, about that? Yeah. Like Howard. I think they find the perfect middle ground here because I, I think agree. Matthew Modine would have been too timid. I think Cruz would have been too overpowered. They really wanted and Cruz I, for everything in this Cruz era, was he was considered was Cruz for, by this point, right? He was, he was like star at this. He point. was he was just he was there. He wasn't like Top Gun level yet. You got to no. remember that comes out that was this year. this year. But everybody wanted him because they wanted him in Streets of Fire in '85 yeah. as well. I don't think he's right for that movie either. I mean, after Risky Business. It's weird because you watch Outsiders and see Thomas Howell, like he like he's the lead in Outsiders, and Cruz is like the idiot that's just wandering around chewing gum and you know, uh, and he's not really there. You know, I, actually, I think he's eating cake throughout the most of that movie. It, it's but, interesting. We have in like Taps and that you get like supporting actor Cruz, which you don't get yeah. so much anymore. Maybe and Mag- right. you know, in Magnolia, we don't know it at the time, yeah. right? I know well, it's we'll weird. get that it's... in Taps Maverick or ta- whatever the when they make a sequel to that movie. <laughs> this, does it doesn't Taps end with him like shooting up this school yeah. or something? Yeah, I don't think it's going to be a sequel there. Yeah, I, don't, I never saw it, but I just know what it is. I guess you could see like when you think about Repo Man and stuff, Emilio Estevez in, in that same year actually with with Maximum Overdrive. I just think he'd be too brute in this. I just don't think he works. I I think you need that sort of guy that he he looks like a loner. He has that lankiness that Modine has. He has the the sexiness of Tom Cruise, but he's also got the the inner machismo that that he'll find, but that Emilio Estevez like kind of wears on his sleeve, which actually I feel like kind of ruined his career because but you can only do that so many times. I think the problem so. with Emilio Estevez is that he looks too much like his dad, Martin Sheen. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. true. And I think well, that's and- harmful in a role like this where you kind of need almost like a cipher like you yeah, need to be you, able to yeah, exactly you need to, you need to your see yourself bit. in this role but i have a quick question about his hair in this movie now i think a lot of mm. people get confused on the difference between a mullet and long hair i agree does he have a mullet <laughs> or does he have long hair in this movie i think he has long I don't hair. see a mullet i don't see a mullet yeah, and i, I think you're hair. both you are both right because it kind of treads the line I was yeah. trying to figure it out as I watched it. It's 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 just long enough in the back and short enough on top where it you, you needs that the, line between long hair and mullet. The mullet, it's you so, need that separation. Everyone thinks that oh, if there's hair down here in the neck, I'm like, no, it needs it needs to. Oh, it's just long hair. Yeah. The mullet needs to look jarring when you look at it. Rob Lowe really uh, takes off with it. What a year later, two years later. Oh, what in a. Uh, St. Elmo's Fire. Fire, yeah, oof. yeah. With also with Emilio Estevez. Uh, real quick, yeah. with those names we mentioned, weirdly, I think at that time Estevez is probably the biggest star, right? Uh, of I mo- think so, right? I think yeah. Um, and he would work with a lot of his team on Wisdom. This and year. he, uh, you know, he did get his own vehicular horror movie later this year with Maximum Overdrive. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, quick question too about you mentioned that you know the sort of finding the machismo, which I think is very much a a thing. At least I'm projecting on his character in this film. It opens with him smoking a cigarette, closes with him smoking a cigarette. Those cigarette breaks feel very different to me. The opening mm-hmm. one almost feels like he's trying it on, you know, like he's trying to look cool and be a certain way, but I, I kind of don't believe him. He almost seems phony. Then the final cigarette he has feels genuine and weary and iconic. And I, I don't know, do y'all... Hey, we've all had that, that cigarette way? after a uh, after yeah. a long day, long night. Uh, not me. I, was, I don't smoke, guys. You've never uh, had it? You've <laughs> never... But you've never had that cigarette? 
I'm not joking, dude. I've I tried yeah, one cigarette at a party once. That's it. Um, I'm a yeah, I've square. tried multiple times to to take him on our side. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've I've managed to get Justin, but not oh, him. Oh, really? I didn't um, know that. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm the worst influence when it comes to this. Bad I, boy I literally quit, and I bring him back to my side. Yeah, exactly. No, that's what I, I was thinking. I, I'm pretty good. I can I can have the one and forget about it for the rest of the night. I know some people do not have that privilege. Yeah. I do pretty good. I could have a few and then I'll, uh, I'll go a few weeks without, without having one, but, but they uh, are gross. Like I realize yeah. that sometimes when I smell it, when I'm sober, yeah. but I tell you when I do, like if I am in a room where, you know, it just stinks like cigarettes, it, man, it takes me right back to my twenties. Well, dude, it, I, yeah, I've said this before podcast. I think it actually, if you know how to do it, I think it looks very cool. Vaping will never look as cool no. as cigarettes. No, va- and I have, I deal with so much as a bartender where people just think it's okay. Yeah. To vape in a bar, which it isn't, it's not legal. It's not cool. And it doesn't fucking look cool. It looks like you're walking around like a fucking game boy that you're sucking on. Murder in America is a true crime podcast that covers stories from all 50 states, including stories of mass shootings, serial killers, and lesser-known murders. Do you find yourself doing more research after listening to a true crime show? Well, Courtney and I used to do the same thing, and that's why we created Murder in America. Our podcast dives deep into each case. Our storytelling will make you feel like you're right there within the case with us, watching it all play out, and we do not shy away from the graphic details. If you're a fan of true crime, then listen to Murder in America on Spotify now.